The date is Friday, November 5th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. The long-held traditions of the holidays are something universally experienced by people all across the country. But one event has always signaled the unofficial beginning of this special time of year, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is what we're talking about on this episode. So enjoy. Hey, once again, welcome to the only show on the internet encapsulating all things entertainment. It's Entertain This. Entertain This. I was real thrown off by that. (laughs) Sorry, Nick and I got in the habit in the pre-show of talking in the... uh, microsoft sam voices (laughs) so i felt the need to bring that energy into the show today but nick does it a lot better nick will you sample for our audience (laughs) sample Mm -hmm. this is microsoft sam please get your vaccines (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that makes me trust it more or less probably less doesn't matter (laughs) guys i'm sad to say we are we're mourning a friend uh we we are saying goodbye to a season that is so rich with entertainment that we could easily have based another eight or nine episodes off of strictly the content surrounding it. But Halloween is done. And we have to say goodbye. We have to accept that. It's 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 natural. Unfortunately, uh, we're moving ever rapidly into a very dangerous time of the year, which is when the rest of the holidays take over and it's all <laughs> anyone can think of. It's that big one at the end shame. of the year that always mm-hmm. gets everyone. New Year's? Uh, well, end, end of on... the year. End of the year. New... Well, yeah, oh, we'll call okay. it that. Just bundle okay, gotcha, them all gotcha, up. gotcha, gotcha. No, I mean you're right. It's a season where like we have Halloween, right? It's great. And then the very next holiday is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we roll almost directly from Thanksgiving. The night of Thanksgiving, the next day is Black Friday. Yep. And Black Friday's like, hey, guess what? Guess what's right around the corner? You you bunch of dummies. It's Christmas. It's, it's, it's good old good old Christ Mass. The, the holy day. It comes out of nowhere. Yes. Or uh any other religious holiday that you celebrate. Like Cyber because Saturday. so many do like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that sounds like a programmer holiday that's actually about online shopping, yes. but that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, cybering. Yeah. It would be a holiday for programmers now that I think about it. If that goes off without a hitch, something went right. Yeah. But also, you know, you got Kwanzaa and you got uh, Hanukkah and you got so many others that Festivus are celebrate around that time. Festivus for the rest of us. Thank you. And then, yeah, you you roll right into New Year's. Um, and, you know, surprisingly, like when December hits, we are going to have a ton to talk about. When December hits, there are so many different Christmas themed things <laughs> that we can talk on that all three of us will have no issues coming up with something, you know, to talk about. But. I find that this weird kind of purgatory of holidays that happens directly after uh, like Halloween, that that's like this this weird place where there really isn't much like we have to go back to the drawing board, like a regular episode where we just kind of talk about something we like. Um, But man, I couldn't for the life of me come up with anything. You know, I couldn't come up with anything to talk about. And it is actually believe it or not, my week to come up with something. So I thought oh. long and hard. I uh, I got in my think tank like in the Matrix. I just, you know, slid on into like a... You, you jacked I in. submerged myself fully. The... I, I jacked myself yep. in. I meditated on it. And um, I think I came up with something pretty good. 
Well, let's start off, as I so, so love to do in my episodes, by getting a little bit of involvement from my other two hosts before I... <laughs> wonderful. That's wonderful. why we're here, after all. <laughs> before I take... Before I don't shut up and eventually turn red from speaking. Um, I want to ask you guys, since we're on the topic of holidays right now, what's some of your guys' favorite traditions that you have? It can be for any holiday, but, you know, we're getting into that time where, like, family traditions are going to be huge, and that's, like, big entertainment for everyone so like what's your favorite or like what's a memory of a tradition that you guys did that you really like or hold on to (laughs) i got one right off the bat cool do it nice go ahead in my family it's traditional to get a get a live christmas tree right Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. how it is with you guys, but we, we go to the... Yeah, you grab it from the lot, they put it in the weird no. net that you can't, you can't decorate it for 24 hours. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I do nowadays in my house, because I just like that smell of pine needles. But anyways, sure. my family does it a little different, where they where they go to a Christmas tree farm, and they, they actually go and chop down the tree. Like, they hunt for it, they say, no, this one's too big, this one's too small. Do you have to track it? We have to track it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of sap. I found the target. <laughs> Sit get in down a tree in the grass stand. and go. <laughs> 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 it's it's close. I can smell it. <laughs> you smell that? That's fine. <laughs> no, but we they go and uh, pick out a tree and then you you tag it and then you can either chop it down. You tag it. You bag it. You tag it. Take you it really home. do. It's a Christmas tree hunt. <laughs> oh my god! You make it. It's kind of vicious. <laughs> and then you chop it. From its roots. In Soviet Russia, the three hunts you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I want that horror movie for Christmas. No. So anyways, then they, they they do the thing where they tie it to your roof of your of your Chrysler minivan or whatever you have. And sure. you take it home and you, you unravel it. And then it gets pine needles all over the place. But mm-hmm. it gives you that great, like, that smell. Yeah. That pine needle smell. And then one of my favorite parts about Christmas in general is what, what are some of the traditional things that you have underneath the tree? You trains. Trains. So there it is. <laughs> you know, I thought about when I see like toy train sets because um Christmas related things are beginning to show up in stores mm-hmm. already. I immediately <laughs> think of you yeah. like when I see it, I'm like, Toy train, I should get that for Nick. Like for no reason. And I'm sure you have one, but I want to get you like eight. <laughs> I have uh I want yes, please do. I have a Hogwarts Express. Nice. I have a Alaska Adventurer, like train that has like the view liner cars on it and many many more but we'll get to that you have a polar express one what do you have a polar express train <laughs> i really wish i did that's one of my favorite trains uh, of all time is the polar express but if i run into that it will be snagged for you as <laughs> okay a, don't spend too much money on me they Christmas can get expensive gift. well you know we'll find people to split it with it'll be one of those things <laughs> anyway okay um That'd be awesome. What about you, Michael? Yeah. So one of the ones that my family always did was the making of Easter eggs, uh, like, mm. oh, yeah, okay. like the, the painting of Easter eggs before Easter. And, oh, you painted them? Well, he used like these little dyes and stuff. That you yeah, just, that's like, what we yeah, do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite memories of that was the one immediately after I turned 21. Uh, it, basically, it ended up being because uh, my sisters couldn't make it. But it ended up being myself and my parents uh, all getting very drunk on lots of red wine as we painted Easter eggs. Uh, <laughs> and wow. it was just like, I remember, awesome. it was just like such a great bonding moment. So to kind of roll off of what you were saying, Michael, this this is just a kind of tangent that I'm going to go on real quick. But uh, at some point 
we always hunted for Easter eggs. Every every Easter, my mom, you know, would convince the Easter bunny to hide Easter eggs. <laughs> Wink. Um, <laughs> and uh, we would hunt them around the house. Like, she would know how many there were. She'd be like, you get to find this many, your sister gets to find this many. Mm-hmm. And we did that for years. Um, I don't know exactly when it stopped, but at some point it stopped. But once my sister and I both turned 21 on Easter, she started hiding tiny bottles of liquor (laughs) and we did an adult Easter egg hunt. Oh, that's Um, awesome. They all had they all had little like uh, like little bows on them, like little (laughs) Easter bows. And she put like little Easter stickers on them. She put that Easter grass inside of it. Yeah. And then whoever found the most got the like big prize, which was usually like some sort of a like shareable bottle that you could take to parties and stuff and i have a couple of bottles from that that i bring to parties sometimes mm-hmm. um and i hold that kind of dear which is neat that like our our easter stories kind of line yeah. up but there is a tradition that rings out of my head even more clear than the easter egg hunts i would even say even more clear than christmas morning or we had a tradition where every christmas eve we would get together and we would uh, we would like meet with my dad's side of the family and it'd be like a huge family reunion and we'd exchange gifts. But this isn't a Christmas episode. We have plenty of time for those. We, we have an entire month we can devote to Christmas. There's a tradition that almost rings out as like, this is the holiday season, magic is in the air, and the trigger for the magic is this tradition for me. Um, and it is... The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, I got a memory for you. Hit me with okay, it. Okay, okay. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of it, so I was really been. To- oh, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What? So I ask you to entertain this. Okay, now Nick. Now, okay. <laughs> now that we're back from the music thing. That was awkward. Um, so I used to be really into Legos when I was a kid. As we all know, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a thing. You know, everybody likes Legos, Mm -hmm. but I got this, uh, what was the, what was like the brand of Legos called with the spacemen and the Martians and and all that? Lego. No, No, there was one specific, like it had a name. Yeah. Like, oh, was it, uh, Bionicles? No. It was different because they had like the minifigures and they were astronauts. It was like set on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the entire thing. Well, anyways, I got the, I don't know. Got the big Martian base that was like kind of alien looking. And I remember vividly like putting it together on my living room floor as Macy's Day Parade was on. It might have been 2004 or so, but um, yeah, I can remember that vividly for no no apparent reason whatsoever other than putting together. Why did you get a Lego set on Thanksgiving? <sighs> That's a good question. Why did I get that? Who knows? Maybe maybe I made good grades in my report card. That was, the Who's semester wasn't even over yet. <laughs> Could have been anything. Um so before we kind of before, before we get into the meat and potatoes of it, the potatoes and steak, yes, because Thanksgiving, mm-hmm, guys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thank you, <laughs> turkey and stuffing. Um, you can say that maybe. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of all of this, you know, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, tradition stuff, we have international listeners who uh, maybe Thanksgiving isn't huge for them, uh, and you know, most people understand what Thanksgiving is, but I, I would imagine that there are people who aren't in America who don't know what thanksgiving are maybe even have never heard of thanksgiving um i have to imagine so there are holidays in other countries that i don't know about but i'm an american so i'm selfish (laughs) like that uh but thanksgiving basically the idea is 
you know, problematic at best, but the idea is about coming together and putting aside your differences and enjoying a meal and giving thanks for the things that um, that you were given in that past year. And, uh, you know, the people around you, your friends that you have, your family. And really, it's just at, at its core, it is a holiday about giving thanks and appreciation for the things that maybe you take for granted every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some hugely problematic backstories that you know, are taught to us in school that aren't actually true or accurate to the history, but that's just how it be sometimes. And I encourage anyone to look into all of that to further your education onto actual factual history. But uh, with that out of the way, I'm going to delve back a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about a man. Uh, he was originally a, uh, he worked on a boat which is such a weird place for this to like begin because when you think of like Macy's department stores, one of the last things that you're going to think about is like blue collar shipping work, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, so a man by the name of Roland Husey Macy, uh, was originally a man who at the age of 15 worked on a whaling ship called the Emily Morgan. Uh, And for some of you out there, you may be familiar with a a certain logo of a red star that showed up on a lot of ships back in the day, Mm -hmm. including the Titanic and its sister ship. That was a white Um, star. Different kinds of stars and things like that. (laughs) Still five points. I'll give them that much. (laughs) Hey, there it is. Five points for me and five points on the star. Um, Well, this specific ship actually held a red star as... as, uh, Nick will be quick to correct me on. Uh, (laughs) And the 15-year-old decided that he wanted to be represented by this red star because he was proud to be working on the Emily Morgan. And he got the red star tattooed on his hands. Now, why you ask me, is this important? It's because this man uh, grew up to, of course, find uh, R.H. Macy's, which was the original name of the store. It was R.H. Macy's Dry Goods, and it was uh, actually his fifth undertaking in the retail market after he had quit working on the whaling ship. Um, he actually had started by opening dry goods stores in Marysville, California. Uh, the reason being was because at the time the gold rush was huge. It was 1850. Everybody was trying to get in on the gold rush on the California coast. And the way that Macy saw it was... If I open a bunch of stores out there, all of these miners will come and buy up all my goods and I'll make the money off the mine. If you can't make money off the gold, make it off the people who have the gold, you know? Uh, Nick, you're a history buff. What happened at, with the gold rush? Why did it eventually come to an end? Uh, well, quite simply, they ran out of gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, right. like, that's nice. all there is to it. There's just, there's just not enough gold in the mines and everybody got in, they got the gold, they carried it out, and then that's it. You so, move on. <laughs> Economics uh, often refers to something called a trickle-down system. Uh, mm, that's Reaganomics. And, well, hear me <laughs> out, because I'll get there. <laughs> the idea of a trickle-down system is like the money goes to these people, and then these people spend it here, and it keeps going down and down and down and yes. down. That's the idea. So what happens if you run out of gold? Well, then the miners no longer have gold to spend at the dry goods shop. So what happens to the dry goods shop? Well, they end up not making a profit, and they end up going out of business. So the end of the gold rush comes 
and uh, Macy sees that this is now a failing business, uh, and he decides that he's going to move himself to New York City, and he's going to open up a new dry goods store in the middle of this new bustling city. Uh, he calls it R.H. Macy's Dry Goods. Uh, in case you're wondering what dry goods are, it's basically anything that doesn't contain liquid, but they also sold fabrics and things like that. So a dry goods store is what the root of a department store was. Hmm. So basically the idea was they sold a bunch of different stuff. The only thing that they didn't sell were perishable items. Uh, so basically they could keep stuff on the shelf. So he opens up our... R.H. Macy's Dry Goods at 6th Avenue on the corner of 14th Street, uh, specifically north of all other dry goods stores. So, like, New York is huge. All the dry goods stores are, like, down by, like, the Hudson Bay and stuff like that. He opens it way up at the top of New York City. So, basically, you have to, like, travel a long while if you want to get dry goods, or your only choice is to go to R.H. Macy's. Hmm. So, you can see how this was a winning strategy for him. Um, it was such a winning strategy, actually, that on the first day of business on October 28th of 1858, their sales totaled a whole eleven dollars and eight cent on that first day, which, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Back then, back then it was three hundred and thirty dollars and eighty two cent. Okay, not bad. That wasn't actually their first day. I misled you. That was their first sale. First sale. Okay. Yeah, so the first person who ever bought anything from a Macy's spent $330.82, which if you've ever been to a Macy's is about right. Um, That's a shirt. (laughs) That's one shirt. (laughs) That's, yeah, about maybe maybe a nice suit, uh, or maybe a not nice suit, actually. The reason why I am kind of homegrown to Macy's and the reason why I think that Macy's is... um, an important part of our three heritage and why I think it's worthy of talking about, even though the capitalist structure is, of course, flawed, <laughs> is because for a very long time, Macy's was actually uh, Cincinnati based. Mm-hmm. Their headquarters was in downtown yep. Cincinnati. If you remember that giant white Macy's building in downtown Cincinnati, that's always been there. Um, all of Macy's basically operated out of Cincinnati. So that's us, too. So, hey, they're hometown boys, you know? <laughs> In 1994, uh, their sort of join of the federal department stores uh, affiliated them with Bloomingdale's apartment or department stores. If you're familiar with Bloomingdale's, mm-hmm. uh, I also have a very strong tie to Bloomingdale's because that's the setting of the movie Serendipity, which is my favorite holiday movie. Mm. Uh, that is where they find the cashmere gloves and meat for the first time. And maybe that'll be my <laughs> my my Christmas episode. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. But it was around that time that the holdings company was renamed from R.H. Macy's and Co. to Macy's officially. Um, But let's not jump ahead of ourselves. There's a lot of history between uh, the opening of the store and its eventual rise to power. Um, Let's start with as the business grew, Macy's expanded into neighboring buildings, opening more and more departments. So what started as this dry goods store would eventually adopt the uh, the building next door to it and be like, this is for sporting goods. And then the one next to that would be like, this is for like a uh, casual like dress. And then the one next to that, well, this would be our kids section, things like that. And it evolved as it grew into one of the first department official department stores. That's like we have certain sections for each different thing. 
Um, this is important because as it was expanding, Macy's wanted to celebrate when it eventually expanded to an entire city block. And the way that they decided to do that was by hosting a Christmas themed parade. Mm. Nice. Are we kind of yeah. getting in the direction of where we're headed? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I hear what you're saying because it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You ask why, uh, why is it Christmas themed if it's supposed to be a Thanksgiving Day Parade? And that's because the store was already super well known for their uh, publicly like pl- publicity devices that they were using, such as their in-store Santa. They were actually the first to do that. Mm. Um mm. Which is such a classic trope now, like yeah. so classic to like take your kid to the mall and see Santa, which I imagine you guys did at some point, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You guys sit on Santa's oh, lap. Yeah. So yeah. So can we blame Macy's for like the ever encroaching like uh, sales ideas of like selling uh, Christmas stuff in the middle of summer, uh, <laughs> Halloween in February? Uh, <laughs> oh, because they because st- they started selling Christmas stuff at Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think you might be onto something. <laughs> Macy's started a lot. Yeah. Uh, and that is definitely probably one of them. But can you blame them? Because people bought it or else they wouldn't have done it. People love Christmas. <laughs> I, I kind of hold off on it until like Black Friday. There's a pact in this household that we start decorating for Christmas. Not directly after Thanksgiving, because I think that's too soon. Mm. But it's the Wednesday. It's It's the half week mark between... The first of December and Thanksgiving. That's that's when we decorate for Christmas. Gotcha. Yeah. That's how it's we good to lay fights. out those laws. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> the, the rule for my mom was always like the tree had to be up and decorated before Thanksgiving, just so that way we could because that way like it could be there in like any pictures or anything, and that way like the house can look fully put together. And that's heresy. I know. <laughs> I know. But she also like. She had like my you guys have been to my parents house before. Mm -hmm. Um, We've Mm -hmm. got that giant, like really open living, like great room situation. Mm -hmm. And so my mom has this like huge, almost like 16 foot tree that she likes to put up. And it just like takes up an entire like half of that room. Um, (laughs) And so she likes to go all out for it. Yeah. (laughs) Can't really blame her for getting excited. No, 16 foot trees are awesome. But I mean, if you want to get into the whole uh, politics of it, the people on a certain part of the aisle like to call that the war on Christmas or whatever. Um, Because they're like, oh, it's it's always coming sooner and sooner and people don't care about the real meaning of Christmas anymore. And blah, 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 blah. I think that's it's like, not tied together. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's just Christmas. Calm down. So, I don't know. Let me be happy about this for once. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't want to go to church. Stop making me go to church. <laughs> <laughs> It took Anyways. a very quick turn. <laughs> I just kind of let him go I know. sometimes. Just it's like, to where, see where's what he going to talk himself into now? <laughs> so let's jump back into this. So Macy uh, employs all of these different uh, devices to kind of push Christmas, such as the in-store Santa, the themed exhibits, and the illustrated window displays to help draw in customers around this holiday season, <laughs> as well as his different like displays of you know Christmas spirit and whatnot. Um, so just from its like core founding, Macy's was always like, we have to push Christmas. That's what we're getting at. Um, so in 1875, Macy took on two partners. One, Robert M. Valentine, who was his nephew, 
and one uh, Abel T. LaForge, who was the husband of a cousin of his. So it's all staying in this family. Macy died in 1877, two years after taking on these partners of Bright's disease. LaForge died the following year, and uh, two years after that, Valentine died. So all three of the partners died within like the same three years, which forced the ownership of the company um, into basically the arms of Macy's children, who one of them was married to one of the Strauss brothers who acquired the company. The Strauss brothers are a huge name in Macy's history. The Strauss brothers, um, Isidore and Nathan Strauss, had previously held license to sell uh, China and other goods in Macy's stores. So, like, as they're adding, like, departments to it, they got a license to, like, sell their China plates and, like, other things. But now they were in charge of the whole thing. And the first thing that they decided to do was in 1902, uh, their flagship store, which had always been um, in, uh, like upper new york they uh moved it uptown to herald square which is like now a super famous new york street oh, i i um, know literally nothing about new york so okay, <laughs> yes yeah, well, i'm here well, let, me, let me let me tell you this they moved it uptown to herald square at 34th street okay yep you know nothing so, so what happens on 34th? that's a number so yep. what so what happens on 34th street stays on 34th no it's not okay um there was a there was a miracle on 34th street oh that's right was there ben crosby was involved the I movie think. miracle on 34th street oh yeah which is about the macy's department store santa oh you remember now nope. <laughs> you know the movie miracle on 34th street nope. i think you might be off the podcast my sorry i don't know what to tell you <laughs> it's okay we forgive you what is miracle on 34th about can you can you it's about a little girl who is having a rough time. Um, her mother is alone. She is the manager of the Herald uh, Square and 34th Street, um, 34th Street and Broadway Macy's, right? And their Santa Claus, uh, I think, either dies or he gets fired because he's belligerently drunk on the job or something. It happens, you know. At the last minute, this mother has to find a new Santa Claus when this kind old man walks into the store. And he uh, basically looks like Santa Claus. They convince him to be the Santa Claus in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm -hmm. He forms this connection with his daughter, helps the family kind of rediscover their love for each other. One of the more important things they did was he was a Santa Claus who, if a kid said, I want a fire truck, and Macy's didn't have the fire truck, mm -hmm. uh, this Santa would be like, you should check this toy store uptown and would like send business away. And that was like the big selling point was like Macy's cares so much. They hired a Santa who would send parents away to make sure the kids got the toys they wanted. Oh, wow. And then they were like, well, we're doing all our shopping at Macy's. So basically, Miracle on 34th Street was a giant Macy's commercial <laughs> that they sold as a movie. And it's become a cult classic ever since. Okay. So this is so what I'm basically saying is in 1902, they moved the store to this iconic 34th Street location. OK, uh, well known as Miracle on 34th Street's location, so on and so forth. Right. Okay. So far north that the other main dry good emporiums that had offered steam like wagonette transports and mm -hmm. stuff uh, basically were run off the map. Uh, and Macy's decided to instead pick up their steam wagonettes and would take 
customers from the old location like, hey, where's Macy's? They paid for their transportation up to the new place. Oh, wow. They're like, get in this wagon. We're going to take you up there. So um, although the Herald Square store initially consisted of just one building and expanded just as the other one did um, and through new construction, eventually occupied an entire block. So famously, if you guys have watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, all of the Broadway performances happen right there in front of the Macy's store. Yeah. This is that Macy's store <laughs> that we're talking gotcha. about. Okay. And it is the entire block, which is why when it shows it on like the camera, you're like, wow, look at how many people are in front of it. That's a huge store. <laughs> That's because it's an entire city block in New York that this store takes up. I've actually been inside of it. Fun fact. Never been in New York. You've never been to New York? Nope. Yeah, neither have I. I've only ever been to New York once when I was about a year and a half old. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if it counts. (laughs) No. (laughs) So they expand to this big city store, and as they're expanding, they eventually take up, you know, the the whole city block, and they decide they're going to celebrate by, of course, having a parade, Mm -hmm. Uh, a strictly Christmas themed parade uh, that involved the animals from the local zoo in New York, which they marched marched down. Uh, a six-mile parade route. Mm-hmm. The first M- Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is what this was, actually consisted of only two city blocks, and then they walked those two city blocks worth of parade six miles. Uh, in comparison to the current Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which only walks two miles and is much larger. Hmm. So they just condensed it. Yeah, they they basically took it, they made it the parade bigger and the route shorter. So it's a lot more dense, is what you're saying. It's a lot more yeah. float after float have after you, float. Have you watched it? I, I indeed have. <laughs> it's dense. <laughs> it's thick. <laughs> it is a thick parade. So there were a lot of really cool um, things that happened at the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, first off, like I said, it was called the Macy's Christmas Day Parade. And of course, the idea was um, like, bring in Christmas now, come start shopping for Christmas now, which was the initial idea, which they apparently sold like a champ because now it marks the beginning of the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. But another cool thing is that the uh, first couple of Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades, they couldn't be televised uh, because TV kind of wasn't invented yet or it wasn't at least a household used item. So they were radio uh, broadcasting the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And you're like, it's a parade. How are you going to radio broadcast it? Well, in the same way that we kind of played D&D, which is theater of the mind, (laughs) they would, as these floats were passing, they would uh, kind of narrate what it was all about. (laughs) So you can imagine like sitting around the radio and being like, oh, that one's, oh, that one's pretty big. Okay, so there's a big (laughs) balloon coming by. Oh, look, all those elephants, they're holding each other trunk to tail. Oh, what's it say on the... Hold on, wait. What? What? What's that? What? Oh, okay. It says "Merry Christmas" right across the elephants. That's so cool, <laughs> and things like that. Um, <laughs> That's probably how they sounded too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably exactly. So the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade um, was then born, and has since been known as the world's largest parade, and it is presented by. Uh, the same people every year. Macy's has never missed it. Uh, and you can tell 
pretty boldly that it's hosted by Macy's because it is themed and decked out with, of course, that classic giant red star um, in honor of the man who founded it all. So now that we know the history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, let's get into some of the cooler, more niche fun facts that I want to share with you guys. Um, Things like there are a bunch of if you think parade, there are some things you think of. Of course, you think of the performances, you think of the bands. But the other things you think of are the floats and the balloons. And as of this morning, I would have been like, yeah, the floats, the balloons. What I didn't know was there are actually a crap ton of different names for things you see in a parade, such as there are, of course, balloons. Um, and then there are novelty balloons, mm-hmm. which are different from regular balloons, uh, because the novelty balloons usually aren't like the big ones. They're the smaller ones that are like being like walked around and things like that. Then there are something called fall oons which are float balloon hybrids. So it's like uh, the giant balloons that stay on the ground and are driven around. Mm -hmm. You know those? Floats. Such as the Big Apple. The Big Apple is a falloon because it's just a giant apple that's kind of driven around. The balloonicle, which is a balloon vehicle, which is different, apparently. Uh, but they were introduced in 2004 while balloons were introduced in 1977. So that's how you know. Uh, and then, of course, you have your performing acts and things like that. Uh, but let's talk about the first of all of those, such as the very first balloon. Um, the very first balloon was in 1928, and it was known as Carnivorous Fish. And that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not a recognizable character. Nope. It was just a fish eating another fish and it was uh followed by several other ones such as a tiger a hummingbird something known as a sky elephant which is just a flying elephant oh it's dumbo okay an an early bird early bird so i went i went through this list and i want you guys to try to guess just throwing it out there who you think may be the first recognizable character who got a balloon was i'm gonna Take a wager here, and I'm going to say it was Charlie Brown. Okay, you're going to say Charlie Brown. Here's what I'll do is, let's do closest without going over kind of a thing, and I'll tell you what (laughs) year your balloon showed up first. I'm going to say, because this is Charlie Brown, is probably 1950. Okay, so you're going to say Charlie Brown. Um, I know nothing about Charlie Brown. (laughs) Other than he's old. Snoopy, the Snoopy count. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Snoopy counts. Yeah. You want to say Snoopy? Okay. Well, let me try to find these on the list yeah. real quick. I feel quick. like Snoopy is a more uh, uh, friendly uh, balloon uh, character. Snoopy's part of yeah. Charlie Brown, though. Yeah, yeah. You you just you Let's just copycatted see. my answer, bro. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm enhancing <laughs> your answer. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, so 1999 is the first I'm seeing on this list of Snoopy, but it's called Millennium or Millennium Snoopy, which tells me there's another Snoopy mm. higher in the list than 1999. Mm. Um, hmm. Sorry. <laughs> fun facts for you guys. Spider-Man first appeared in 1987, Ooh. in case you were wondering. Huh. Uh, I'm not seeing either of the ones that you guys guessed on this list. <laughs> I don't oh, know. My, my first like inclination was like Garfield, but I'm pretty sure Garfield is like a newer character. Okay, what? well, let's talk about hmm. let's know. talk about the very first to kind of ride that segue you're giving me the very first recognizable that wasn't just like a random 
yeah. animal was Felix the cat. Oh! Who's Felix the cat? The first balloon that is recognizable is Felix the cat, and that was in 1932. Um, Who's Felix the dang cat? <laughs> the next year we would see Gulliver from Gulliver's Travels, and then in 1934 we got the likes of Mickey Mouse. Okay, yeah, um, I know him. A Little Pig, The Big Bad Wolf. Yep. 1935 we saw Donald Duck appear for the first time. I know him, yep. Um, in 1937 we got a Pinocchio, Ooh. and so on and so forth. Uh, the most recent balloon, this feels like a fun way of doing it, that was released was, um, I'm not going to spoil what's this year's because I feel like some people get excited to find out on um, Thanksgiving Day. But here the I'm so pissed off by what came out in 2020. <laughs> it was the Boss Baby balloon. Hey, oh, that's funny. This is worse. It's Red Titan from Ryan's World, that YouTube channel about the kid who opens toys. Okay. Well, I don't know. Did like was there like some story behind that, or was it just like you all know it was, or was it like a like a ninja at New Year's like Fountain Square trying to get everyone to floss situation? (laughs) Yeah, it's the ninja situation. (laughs) Hey kids, we're hip and popular. Check this out. (laughs) So uh, the first novelty balloon, um, which is kind of the ones that are like on the ground and like basically walk around was the Marx Brothers, which was an American comedian, comedy act and vaudeville show. Nick's nodding his head like he knows who that is. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, cool. Who, who is it? They're, you tell they're us They're just kind of them. like a slapstick couple of people. I think they did a couple of uh, movies back in the day. Okay. That's all I know. Fair enough. I just heard their names. Uh, the, the newest quote-unquote novelty balloons this is from 2019 apparently 2020 didn't see any new novelty balloons was a strawberry pistachio ice cream cone it was the third version of that balloon and a blue snowflake so i have a question real quick so they kind of walk around Go ahead. um do they so i know they make these balloons and i see them all the time but do they reuse balloons in the yeah oh okay so it's like a oh yeah it's a parade <laughs> of balloons that they just reuse over and over again yeah, sometimes. Well, they don't reuse them over and over again, but there are definitely ones that are like staples in the Macy's Ooh, Thanksgiving yeah, parade. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Charlie yeah. Brown's not one of them, apparently, which is surprising. So there is something called the Blue Sky Gallery. Uh, as to what it is, I couldn't tell you, but the first one was in 2005, and that was Humpty Dumpty, which I think is like a certain like brand of balloon that is made. But their most recent one is Love Flies Up to the Sky. Uh, and that was in 2019. Let's talk about falloons for a reminder to you guys. It is the combination float balloon. So a balloon and float right, hybrid. Right. The first one being the Big Apple in 1977, mm. which was followed immediately by the chipmunk adventure, which I love because, oh, the next one was Paddington Bear in 1990. Mm. I love Paddington. Most recent was Blue's Clues and You did a falloon. Um in 2019 now let's talk about a balloonicle which is a balloon vehicle the first one being in 2004 the weeble uh as you might remember weeble Weeble wobble but they don't fall fall down down. yeah that's right it doesn't (laughs) fall down the most recent being in 2020 the cruising cupcakes a uh balloonicle am i supposed to know sounds like a bionic yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's like what else does it do does it fall up into a ball and you can roll it across the room or nope okay so the first ever performer, featured performer, uh, of a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was in 1949, and it was Milton Ber- Berle. 
Uh, he was an American comedian and actor. He apparently his career spanned 80 years. Anyone familiar with him? All right, we won't go further into that man's <laughs> career then. Famous guy that was really old and we don't know him. And then, man, these lists just get longer and longer as the years go on. But um, <laughs> They have multiple performers, if I remember correctly, right? In 2020, here's a list of the performers. Oh, list. Just so you can get your get your head kind Rick of around Absley it. Rick Absley was one of the performers back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah. He Rick rolled all point. of us. Yeah, but that was back when like Rick rolling us was cool. <laughs> it's still funny. Every time somebody Rick rolls me, I'm like, oh, you... You goober, you got like, me. Yeah, I'm not even mad about it anymore because it's just like a good song. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a good Why is song. Why angry about it? So, <laughs> so most recently in 2020, here were the, uh, the performing shows, the performers from the show. Dolly Parton, Jimmy Fallon and the Roots from The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, Sophia Carson, BB... Uh, Re- Rexa? What? Yeah. <laughs> CNCO, Kiki Palmer, Brett Young, Tori Kelly, Patti LaBelle, uh, Lauren Alania, Pentatonix, Carol G, Allie Brooks, the list goes on uh, and eventually ends with the Goo Goo Dolls. So All right. you could tell like from the first one being one performer, like it's blasted off since then. You also may recognize the name Adina Menzel, also known by other names such as the Snow Queen or Elsa. Yep. And so on and so forth. Uh, now, this is kind of a more fun tradition for me was always watching these Broadway shows. You guys know that I have a uh, history of musical theater. Of course, Chloe has her degree in musical theater, mm-hmm. uh, the the fact checker for our show and my girlfriend. In 1973, the first Broadway performance in a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade occurred, and it was the musical Seesaw, not one that I'm familiar with, um, but a fun fact for those of you who are. The most recent being in 2020 another long list here we go 2020 thanksgiving day parade here were the performances hamilton ain't too proud mean girls and jagged little pill were the performers in 2020 okay i think i do remember watching mean girls because chloe goes crazy (laughs) for mean girls on broadway that was so let me get this straight it's it's a parade but do they have like do they have performances like they stop and do do the play or do a song or okay i'm gonna ask this again nick have you watched it i have <laughs> but it's been a while it's been a while <laughs> yes they they stop the parade and they do perform i know they do that they stop but i don't think they do the entire broadway play do they <laughs> they just do a song <laughs> no, right no it's select songs they wouldn't let dear evan hansen in 2017 <laughs> stay up there for the entirety of dear evan hansen nobody wants no. that we wouldn't even go in theaters to see him sing <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever feel like you're the? I don't know how the song so, goes. <laughs> the last time I rem, the last, and this is gonna like completely throw where we're at. But the last time I remember like actually watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, like all the way through, and being like fully entranced, and it being like this is what I'm doing for the next three hours. Mm-hmm. The last time that I watched it was in 2009 when Shrek the Musical performed <laughs> in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Somebody. Parade. Somebody! <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, Nick, that song's not in the musical. That is and we're well, all pissed then about why it. why is it even a thing? I think Cancel. maybe some some performances <laughs> sing I'm a Believer as the like curtain call song. Yeah, all right. But like that's about as close as you get. The... the- I'm sorry, Smash Mouth? <laughs> that song's classic. 
It has to be so, Matt and Shrek are like intertwined like this. They have to go together. So Nick, here here's your ultimate test. Ultimate test. Because because so far you haven't proven that you've actually watched the Macy's I Thanksgiving swear I have. Parade. <laughs> you keep saying that, but I don't believe you. Okay. So what is another thing that is staple for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades that we haven't talked about yet? Um the who do you call the front the 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 person at the front of the parade who's that called the marshal okay that's i guess something we haven't talked about yet but there's something more like obvious something that like if you think macy's thanksgiving day parade this is one of the first things you're going to think about um i'm drawing a blank <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i see the floats in my head i see like the performers stopping and doing their thing there's always the commentators that are like Wow, this is a new float from uh, the Bionicles. Oh, Rucker shows up and he says stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, stuff. I feel like Chloe is is itching All here. right, fact check me. Here we go. <laughs> fact check him. What's up, guys? <laughs> okay, Chloe, if thing. you had to take a guess of something that we haven't talked about yet, what is a staple of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? that when you think Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, this is something that comes to mind? Well, the first thing I thought of, I don't know if it's what you were thinking, was at the very end, um, they wrap it We're not it there up. yet. Okay. There's a fireworks show. Not there Everyone yet. goes home smiling. There's no fireworks. No. Okay, well. Is that it, would be very well, I'm talking dangerous. Like, I'm talking middle of the parade. I'm milking this out of one of you. Is it it's, Ryan? Is it Ryan Seacrest? Is he Ryan the one Seacrest. who does? No, it's not okay. Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest, he does he's all the one of the commentators. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. guys. He's like, so how do you feel about okay. walking in the parade? Have you guys ever been to a parade where there wasn't a marching band? Oh, well, come on. Oh, well, that's... there's a bunch of marching bands. Yeah. yeah, that's like the first thing I think about when I think of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm like, all these... You threw us off I... by saying it happens in the middle. Yeah. It happens, <laughs> yeah, it like, happens the whole like endlessly in the middle of it. Yeah. It yeah. starts well, and so then there does are like Ryan Seacrest. marching bands. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. just comes in whenever, you know? Hi, I'm yeah, Ryan high Seacrest. schoolers from all over the country. It's a huge honor to play at the parade. Yeah. Yeah. And that tradition started in 1971. Nice. Another fun fact for you. Huh. That was the Who dream. was the first high school? Yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. My notes just turned white, so <laughs> no. I'll never tell. <laughs> I'll never tell. The first, the first high school to ever perform. Is this a high school? Is the Cisco Junior. No, this is a college. The Cisco Junior College Wrangler Band. And Wrangler Bells was the first band. Probably to back then, high schools didn't have enough funding to be able to do something like mm. that. You're probably right, but apparently McDonald's did because McDonald's All American Marching Band was there. Mm. Well, that right. sounds professional. So yeah. they probably did have funding. Just a bunch of McDonald's employees. Well, <laughs> it could have been like it could have been like McDonald's funding a bunch of like individual high school students to come be a part Ooh. of a band. Like because there's cool. like the McDonald's all like. High school all American game. Uh, there's like a, McDonald's has a lot of stuff for high schools. Good for them. Yeah, they also feed us. It big is bags. a high school thing. Two of the best high schools um, c- come together to form the All American High School Band. Boom! That's, That's pretty right. cool. Sweet. Good guess. Fact checked. Go fact yourself. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Go <laughs> yep, fact there you yourself. Go. Send them on their way. <laughs> Send me on my way. Spicy. <laughs> All right, so Nick, you brought up another point that we're going to get to. Um, the host, of course. Ryan. There were a couple of... James, probably his middle name, Secrets. <laughs> Ryan, James. It's only a matter of time before James Corden takes over, and we all know it. And we hate to, yeah, and we that's, hate to admit that's it, but it's going to happen. The, that's when uh, 
Sorry, I was gonna. No, never mind. That when you stop watching? Sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But let's go over some familiar past hosts, and then I and then I'll talk about the current hosts. Um, Well, let's first talk about the very first host, who was Meryl Mueller, someone who maybe you don't know, but was the very first host of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Some others include Betty White, who was the host of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from 1963 to 1972. If you didn't know that. Um, Regis Philbin makes sense. Was was well, he only hosted it one year, and it was 1981. Regis, but I feel like it's like a weird memory that he did more. But I think the reason that I think that is because in Jingle All the Way, I think he, they hired him to host it. Ah, gotcha. Mm. But I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> another past host that is included is Matt Lauer. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a. <laughs> he's not on there he's anymore because he had ticket. that button under his desk. <laughs> But the current hosts are uh, Savannah Guthrie, uh, Honda, I don't know how to pronounce that, Hoda, Hoda I'm going to mispronounce it, I'm so sorry, but you know what, you know, hey, you know what. I'm back, hey, oh, oh, it's Hoda Coffee. It? Yeah, <laughs> that's why she gets She's paid one of the, the drunk ladies bucks. that is on the morning show. <laughs> She's drunk? Oh, great. <laughs> that, yeah, they have a show at like 11 a.m. and they're always drinking like wine or champagne or something and by the end of it, they're all tipsy. That's too I early. That, to be yeah. dr- <laughs> no, I mean, if, if, <laughs> I, if I had a morning show, I would absolutely be morning drinking <laughs> in order to get through that. scotch with a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Irish coffee every day. <laughs> hey, guys. And the, uh, <laughs> the last... Uh, Host and most famous, who we all know as that magic weather man, Mr. Al. Oh, thought you were going to say Ryan Seacrest. He started. No, Ryan Seacrest never hosted it, guys. <laughs> he could have. I feel like he hosts. He hosts the ball drop. Oh, oh that's hey, that's why those wires are getting is. crossed in my head. Yep. Makes, okay. Yeah, it makes sense now. Like, yeah, one of the few like public events that I watch on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I always watch. I'll tell you what, I watch the ball dropping more than I do watch the thanksgiving day parade fun fact well i don't know i always feel like whenever the thanksgiving day parade is on i'm always like constantly switching channels between that and the the dog show yep 100 percent. i'm just kind of kind of paying attention to it it's on in the background but i'm building a lego set for instance (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let's go over some times that the thanksgiving day parade showed up in popular culture First, of course, being the 1947 film Miracle on 34th mm-hmm. Street, which was basically a giant advertisement for Macy's, mm-hmm. which we've talked I about. Like um, but interesting for you, Nick, it was also in an episode of Seinfeld called The Mom and Pop Store, where Elaine wins a spot on the parade route for her boss, Mr. Pitt, to hold the Woody Woodpecker balloon. Hmm. Do you remember that episode? If it was before. You're the Seinfeld guy. I still have never seen Seinfeld. <laughs> Michael, no, you'd have to bring that up to John. Yeah. Friend of the show, John Kincaid. <laughs> um, there was also a uh, Friends episode that was centered on an accidental release of an unused at the time underdog balloon. <laughs> Which here's another fun fact for you. Did you know that it used to be that the uh, at the end of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they would let go of the giant balloons <laughs> and just let them fly off because they put return addresses on them. And the idea was if you found a balloon, you just send it back. Uh-uh. I'm keeping it. <laughs> uh, the reason that they the reason that they stopped doing that was because there was a woman who was trying to gain her pilot's license with a, her with like her 
teacher on board too. She purposely ran into one of the balloons thinking that she would just go straight through it and it took down the plane and without the actions of her instructor, they would have both died, but they both survived. So now we get to laugh at her. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> hit a plane? She was like, we're gonna take down Snoopy. <laughs> just smash like. <laughs> it's the so red bear, that, get him. <laughs> they had to stop letting go of the balloons because she tried to take down the red bear. She saw, she saw Snoopy on top of his doghouse and oh baby. <laughs> he was like, I'm take Start it playing down. the song. Snoopy was out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the more recent uh, popular culture uses of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was in 2016, the reboot of Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters fight a haunted balloon uh, parade, including several Macy's balloons from the 1920s, 1930s, and 1940s. So ghost balloons from the Ghostbusters reboot, which I never saw, and that did not convince me to watch it. Nah. At all. No, thank you. So. Stay puffed, man. Let's, uh, we have, we have about eight minutes remaining we probably won't use all of them but i want to play a little game Ooh. if we can i like games uh some of these answers i've given away to you in the span of this episode so this will test your knowledge <laughs> and other of these are just going to be let's see if you can guess it um and i will reward points to whomever uh is able to correctly guess okay. or answer okay um if you think you have the answer raise your finger and i'm going to call our fact checker chloe up because she's also going to play Ooh, this is a Chloe heavy episode. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> Do I have to buzz in? Is I it? love that for me. Yeah. <laughs> got to hit the buzzer real quick like Jeopardy and like, spam the thing. You got to hold up your finger and whoever holds up their finger first is going to get to do it. Uh, sorry for people listening to the podcast, but I'll tell you who holds their finger up first. Oh, oh I have a buzzer sound. We're good. <laughs> love it. That's fine. <laughs> so question number one. What was the initial theme of the Macy's parade? I think Nick got that one. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> All right, pass it to Michael. Christmas. That's one point, yeah. Michael. Michael, you. That's unfair. <laughs> what? Okay. I am never going to ask you to join again. my family feud team. <laughs> Number two. Um, how was the original parade ended? Not one that I gave you, but a fun fact. Take a guess. Anybody? I have a guess based on what happens now. Go ahead. Does Santa come? That is technically correct. Point for giving me. it to Chloe. <laughs> <sighs> Santa actually does come. There are two things that happen. First, we see Turkey Tom, the giant animatronic turkey yeah, that ends almost every course, Thanksgiving. Yep. But the original ones, of course, didn't have that. But then Santa comes and Santa unveils the Macy's Christmas window display, which is like a huge deal oh. in New York. Oh. And then he goes inside and he that's like the beginning of come and talk to Santa. You can go to speak to him directly off of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade, wow. parade float. You can talk to that Santa inside. How about that? That's really neat. Yeah. Um, the next question that I have for you guys. Uh, this is kind of another fun fact one, but. This will be OK. I know how I'm going to do this one. True or false? Ooh. Whoever buzzes in first. Uh, New York City's Thanksgiving Day Parade was the first parade in New York. I think Michael got it. False. Correct. The, the actual first one was Thanksgiving Ragamuffin Parade, which was similar to 
a uh, Halloween type event where kids would run around and they would get pennies, candy and apples. And if adults didn't give it to them, they would be pranked <laughs> because they were ragamuffins. That <laughs> was like trick or treat. Basically, yeah, it was basically overwritten the by the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> it pushed out the ragamuffin parade. Wow. None of that. Everybody now. was was thankful for it. Power play. In what year was the first character balloon? Uh, give it to Nick. Uh, 1937. Ooh, so close. Fuck. Let's see if Chloe can get... <laughs> Damn it. Chloe was Damn next. It. Damn it. Let's see if Chloe can get... Um, 1940. Okay. Michael? 1936. The point goes to Michael, who stole it by one year. It was 1927. Boo. I played the right... That's I played the prices right, bitch. <laughs> That's three points, Michael. Uh, one point Chloe, zero points Nick. Ooh, <laughs> how much does it hurt? Bad. <laughs> okay. Here we go. What happened to the balloons after the Thanksgiving Day parades? Michael. They used to release them into the air. That's four points, Michael. Those were known as balloon races. Yeah. Believe it or not, they would see which balloon would disappear from the view of the spectators first. That is terrible. That's why they did it. Can you imagine where they came down again? Wherever they came down, whoever returned the balloon got a $100 reward. Really? Oh. And you have to think back then, um, $11 equaled $330. So $100 was like a crazy amount of money. Yeah. They all. So they first off, they leaked gas, which was terrible. But eventually when they would come down in a week to 10 days, whoever found it could send it back into Macy's because there was a return address Mm -hmm. and they would receive a one hundred dollar reward. So cool. And yes, the reason the reason that it stopped was because uh, (laughs) someone almost died in in trying to take one of those down to, I guess, claim that one hundred dollar reward. Yeah. Which with, totally makes with sense a now. Plane, taking it down with a plane. <laughs> Something wrong there. Yeah. I'm convinced they did it for the Snoopy joke. Here's another fun fact. The first balloon to ever land was the Tiger Balloon, um, to which the Times reported landed on a roof in a Long Island home, and a tug of war ensued for its possession. Neighbors and motorists rushed up in all directions um, and basically tore it into fragments so no one was able to claim the reward (laughs) oh my god wow i feel like it should have been the people whose house it landed on but yeah finders keepers my property (laughs) hippity hoppity get off my private property (laughs) in that first year by december 1st four of the balloons had landed um the ghost balloon however was reported as having been sighted moving over the sea and basically was lost to the ocean (laughs) Can you imagine being out to sea on a boat and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm seeing shit. <laughs> get right. this damn tin it's the can. sea madness. Yeah. The, the first time the parade was broadcasted was in 1932. How was it broadcasted? Ooh, the radio. Close. The radio. Two points, Chloe. I think that's four points, Michael. And no points, Nick. No points, Nick. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's your new let's nickname. Play a, let's play another Guess the Year. What was the first year in which we saw a Mickey Mouse balloon? Nick? 1934. That's correct. Wow. <laughs> That's one point. I'm giving him two points. That was good. Okay. <laughs> he earned um, it. Originally, 
how were floats transported? 1939. Nick? Um, trailers. Okay, trailers. Michael? By train. I, want, oh. I wanted to say that. I, uh, uh, uh. Nick's going to be so mad if that's the answer. Um, Chloe? I'm steamed. Yeah, I guess my vote's for train. It was actually pulled by horses. <gasps> so trailers oh. tangentially, maybe? I wanted to say horse-drawn carts, but I was like, that's so lame. <laughs> well, I should have followed my gut. the answer. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll give that point oh, to Oh, you Nick. meant like through the street. Correct. Oh, okay. I thought you meant from like one place to another. You know what? Yeah, how did they get to New York? Yeah. Give, me, give me a half point. That just seemed like I was I was a rules lawyer. Okay, you have two and a half Thank points you. now. <laughs> That didn't seem fair, you know? Trailer, like, <laughs> horse-drawn. Nah. 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 How many times have balloons been grounded since the beginning of the parade? What do you mean by grounded? Like, taken out of the sky during the parade. <laughs> they did something bad and they got sent to the room. Can grounded. We get, can we get an over-under? <laughs> I can think of two examples. The first year they were grounded? Ground, okay, crashed and grounded are different. Grounded means all of them got taken out of the air, okay. like by on purpose because of like a storm like or like, something. They were like, no more balloons. Okay, Michael, six. I don't know. Okay, six. Interesting, interesting guess. How many times were grounded? Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. once. Chloe gets the point. It only happened one time in 1971. Because? High winds. Because the winds were too strong. Mm -hmm. And people were literally flying off the ground. Yep. Those cool. balloons, like are, they're big and they're heavy. And if they get caught in a draft, it's like, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> what do they fill the balloons with? Helium. That is correct. They are the second largest consumer of helium in the entire Ooh. world. What's the first? first? Uh, only the U.S. government consumes more. Of course, more. of course. Oh, fun fact about With NASA that: NASA and the Department of Defense leading the charge yeah. because we have strategic reserves. Of course, we have a helium, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. natural gas, and I think gasoline too. It's part of their fear tactics when they go into enemy territory. They just <laughs> guess what? Stay away, you guys. Looking to protect democracy. <laughs> We've been trying to contact you about your warranty. <laughs> Stay away, I'm scared. <laughs> so the floats can be up to 40 feet tall and 20 feet wide. But Where's my point, bro? When they are deflated. Okay, you get your point okay. still. Don't worry, you have three and a half points. Okay, just wanted to make... And then I think Chloe currently is up to four points, and I believe Michael is at five points. Okay. But somebody can correct me later. Yeah, sure. But I feel like that's what it is. <laughs> Sounds right to me. So floats fully inflated are 40 feet tall and 28 feet wide, but when they are folded down, how big are they? Hmm. Nick? <laughs> um, four by five feet. Okay, good guess. Anyone think they can get closer? <laughs> Michael? Michael? I'm going to say five by six feet. Okay, Chloe? <laughs> One feet by two feet, red feet by blue feet. <laughs> <laughs> so the correct answer is again going to go to Michael. Woo! <laughs> the answer is they are transported through the Lincoln Tunnel in a 12 foot by 8 foot box. Yeah. 
Okay, that's then. a pretty big box. Yeah. That's a big box. That's a big. That's a big box. But when they expand to forty feet by twenty-eight feet, not that big of a box. <laughs> the box seems small at that point. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty small block. Pretty, pretty small box. <laughs> a pretty small box if you think about it. How many more questions are there? One. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is it. Come back, kid. I got to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna lose anyway. Are you ready? <laughs> Whatever. It's okay. What is the name of the person in charge of each balloon? Uh, Nick? Field Marshal. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Chloe. The balloon master. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty good guess. Okay. I was good. Michael. No, my mind went weather balloon, so I was gonna say the weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> Al Roker holding his balloon. I'm giving that point to Chloe. The correct answer is balloon pilot. Balloon oh, pilot. Nice. Balloon. Okay. Yeah, the balloon pilot. I'll take a half point that, for that. That will conclude. <laughs> Doing half points now. No, one more question. Right. Last one. Okay. This one's for all the marbles because I think Chloe and Michael are tied. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which which character has appeared in more Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades? Than any other. Michael. Snoopy. That's correct. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually just knew that one. Nine yeah. appearances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Snoopy, that makes come on. Sense. Yep. Give it up. He was replaced by Charlie Brown. See? In 2015 and 2016. Uh, no, in 2016, he was replaced by Charlie Brown, but he returned for the 2019 parade. Everybody loves Snoopy. So when did Charlie Brown first show up in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Nick, you guessed that was the first ever balloon, and it didn't show up until 2015. <laughs> That's so awkward for you. <laughs> and then it got replaced immediately. <laughs> nobody actually likes Charlie Brown. I mean, I know like, nobody really yeah, he's does. He's a blockhead. Yeah, <laughs> you blockhead. He falls for the same <laughs> tricks for 50 years. <laughs> Here are a couple more fun facts to tide us over and get us to the end here. Uh, in 1933, there was the only year that didn't include a Santa Claus. Um, the year without a Santa Claus. That's right. That's dark. <laughs> it, uh, the balloons start their journey in South Dakota. They're made by Raven Industries, which is a rubber firm. Um, what are some other fun facts that we can that we can uh, As opposed to talk firm about? rubber, the, which is what you use the in greatest, The greatest threat to the giant balloons is actually the light posts in New York City. Yep. Mm, Makes sense. They take out multiple that. balloons a year. <laughs> Deflating the balloons completely only takes 15 minutes. What about all the helium? Mm. You're just going to lose that? Doesn't Yeah, that's just gone, baby. Doesn't grow it's on gone. Trees. It's absolutely gone. And our last fun fact, uh, which feels appropriate because if you're from where we're from, we're facing this right now. The coldest it has ever been during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was actually in 2018 when it was 19 degrees Fahrenheit. Huh. They were out there marching their little Chilly. butts off. Yeah. It was after uh, 4.7 inches of snow was dumped on the city. Didn't they have a nor'easter or something like that? They just slammed it with a whole bunch of rain or, I guess, snow at this point, but I don't know. I guess. I don't know. A nor'easter? Did you know that one time Beavis and Butthead were parade commentators? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What year? 1997. That's sweet. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. It's Pikachu. <laughs> He's a lightning rat. <laughs> Little mouse. 
that's all I got, folks. Thank you for sticking around through me as we talked about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and entertaining things. Wow, we did Yay! it. We did it. Woo! If you like the show, you can think of anything that you want to hear us talk about here on the show. There are a couple ways that you can reach out. One way is you can email us at entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. Another way is you can find us on our Instagram. We are entertain this podcast. On Twitter, we are entertain underscore this. You can also go to our website, www.entertainthis.net, and scroll all the way to the bottom. There's a helpful little uh, questionnaire that you can fill out. You can send us fan mail there. You can send us messages. You can send us complaints. We won't read those. We will, and then we'll feel bad, but we'll pretend we didn't read them. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. We're entertain this with three dots. You can find our logo. Hit us with a follow ring that bell icon so you get notifications every time that we upload new episodes also i'm doing a piggy numberland playthrough over there that you guys can come and hang out on it's super fun give it a uh, watch and a lot of people are liking it choice entertain us so we can entertain you and michael can lose his power <laughs> bye <laughs> michael's bye. lights went out all right anyway bye, bye. <laughs> This episode of Entertain This was written by Alex Steele, with additional commentary from Michael Savoya and Nick Mostakangas. Our showrunner and resident fact-checker is Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer, with interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening. <laughs>